It's December of 2023, and we have successfully filmed 18 amazing couples. We have transitioned to roughly 20% corporate work. We've monetized our YouTube channel, become better editors, attended one development course, rebranded the website and logo, and attended Engage Boca Raton. Brittany has shadowed and begun work in family and lifestyle photography. We are proud of what we have accomplished and how we were able to meet our goals over the past year, including cultivating relationships with planners, being more present in the moment with our little family, preparing our next wedding season. We are also proud of our accomplishments to date, but we are never satisfied as we set and continuously reinforce high standards in the wedding industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wedding Pros. I'm your host, Phil Beabout, with my beautiful co-host, Brittany, and today we are talking about what you need to do to get 2023 started off right. Cue that intro. Wedding Pros is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my ride-or-die and lovely co-host, Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding-related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well. Brittany has a background in business marketing, and in a previous life, I led large-scale teams at nuclear power plants with multi-million dollar budgets. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us, who can bring different insights to the table. Sit back, grab a pen, and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself, too, because we have some real, raw, candid conversations with no filters. So let's get after it. We switched things up a little bit. Brittany is sitting right next to me. So... Hello. Yep, we're sharing a microphone. This is going to be real, real good. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything you want to say? I just want to say that you're making this out to be way bigger than it needs to be. She's thrown off my normal routine, and it has completely thrown off everything in my life right now. <sighs> He'll survive. I, hopefully. I don't even know if they can hear you when you do that. Let's talk about habits good kind yeah i know i don't want to talk about bad habits right now because oh now so seriously let's talk about habits um and so that actually let me give you a brief overview of this episode because there's there's some things that the each section of this is going to kind of stack onto each other so i want to talk about habits then i'm going to talk about what's called smart goals then vision statements and then how to track and like get results of everything throughout the year so first things first, I want to talk about habits. This episode is probably going to be like 30 to 45 minutes. I wouldn't expect anything too crazy out of it. So what, what you want to do is you need to establish good habits uh, and you need to work on breaking bad habits. And what, what do I mean by that? So if you make a 1% change every day for a year, you've roughly changed, you've had a 37% increase in whatever it is that you are doing. So it's just math, you know, 0.01 times 365 is 36.5, rounded up, it's 37%. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so that's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's, it's about the only kind of math I can do. Um, and, you know, a, a good example is, like if you look at bad habits, if you start to establish bad habits, if you take a 1% change in the negative direction over 365 days, like you you get down into 30% real quick. And so it's obviously better for you to establish good habits. 
you know, one of the examples that we always go to uh, is if a plane leaves Los Angeles and it makes a three and a half degree turn. So roughly the nose is a couple of feet pointed the wrong direction. Rather than landing in New York, it will land in Washington, D.C. So over the course of time, that three and a half you know, degree difference amounts to a big gap. So establishing good habits, staying on course and that kind of stuff is really important. It's important for a lot of things. Not only is it important for your business, uh, but it's important for your mental health and that kind of stuff. Because once you start to to do good habits and you get into the rhythm of doing good habits, like there's a there's a positive correlation between those. And what I want to do is I want to want to talk about this book called um, Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, I'd highly recommend it. I'm only going to highlight a few things out of the book. I'm not going to go through and read all of it, but um, there's two theories inside of it. You have positive compounding habits and negative compounding habits. So if you are doing things like productivity, knowledge, relationships, like those kind of things compound. So the more... um, the the example out of the book is, you know, if you accomplish one extra task, you know, that's a really small feat on any given day. But if you do that for your entire career, those effects begin to compound. Uh, same thing for knowledge, same thing for relationship. But you can also say the same exact thing for negativity. So negative negative things compound too, like stress. So, um, you know, parenting, traffic. Uh, trying to make ends meet, like all of those things start to compound exponentially. So once you start to establish, you know, positive habits, start to get rid of negative habits, like those, it starts to become um, routine, if that makes sense. Like I don't like working out. I hate working out. I don't know, Britain, do you like working out? I hate working out. However, I know how important it is to me. And we do it almost every day. And that's not to be like, oh, look how much we work out. It's just like that has become a habit. It's like, a lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Like it's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. It sounds weird. It's like me taking cold showers. Like cold showers have a, a unbelievably good health benefit, but it is <laughs> miserable while you're doing it. <laughs> I hate every second of it, especially out here in New England. This water's fucking cold. It is cold. Straight out of a glacier. <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, let's talk about the first thing that I would recommend that you that you do. And that is having just a simple awareness of what you are doing throughout the day. So I would say I'd highly recommend that you sit down and you break out just your tasks just throughout the day. Uh, you just start to map out things that you do, like, you know, wake up, turn off alarm, check in my phone. You know, I go to the bathroom, I take a shower, brush my teeth, blah, blah, blah. Like you make a list of the, the actions that you take throughout the day. And why you should do that is because when you get that list done, you want to go through and look at it and use three symbols, a plus sign, um, the minus sign, the delta, and an equal sign. And then just put, you know, What's what's a good habit? What's a bad habit? And what's just kind of neutral? Like waking up, that's neutral. You know, brushing your teeth, that shouldn't be considered a good habit. That should just be neutral. That should just be something. That should be something that we do. Um, 
But if you wake up, you turn off your alarm, and then you immediately go to your phone, that's a bad habit. So you put a minus sign next to that. And then go through and look at that list and be like, wow, out of these like 38 things, these 16 are bad habits. And then I'd focus on what you need to do to steadily wean off of those and what you need to do to reinforce the good habits. Crush them. Yeah, see, they can't hear you. The, when you say that, the, I'm watching the levels. They're not moving at all. Okay. I said crush them. Yeah. I'm just saying, honey, you wanted to sit right next to me instead of going up the stairs to the bedroom. So, um, let's, yeah. Now, now, see, you threw me completely off. Let's talk about strategies when it comes to habits. Because all of this is going to feed into your goals. It's going to feed into the vision statement. And it's going to feed into execution. So, these these actually kind of tie in pretty nice, if I do say so myself. Um, when you put things down on paper or you say them, you typically will take more action on them. They seem more real. Um, and it's, it's going from like an unconscious action to a conscious action. And in nuclear, we used to call that the point and call method. What we would do or what, you know, anybody in security would do or anybody in operations would do is whenever you were about to push a button, you would verbally say what you were doing. Like I am about to open gate 56 or I am about to flip red switch you would verbally say it. One, it would do a few things. It would turn that like unconscious action, like, oh, you know, you got an alert that says you need to open a gate. Um, that would turn that into, of course, my computers would go to sleep as I'm sitting here talking. That would turn that into a conscious action. It would also tell people around you what you were doing. And in case you were supposed to flip the yellow switch, a lot of a lot of people would understand that you were flipping the wrong switch. Can you type in the password? Um, my, my computer has a mind of its own. The, um, but it helps you when it comes to that decision. I don't know what your password is. How do you not know what my computer password is? And I know you were about to ask me to say it on the podcast. You were about, well, what's your password? Oh man. You know, I think this is episode 88, and we still haven't gotten this right. Where's my... Uh, complete side note, in case anybody is on a Mac, there's a little app called Amphetamine. Uh, yes, just like the drug, which does not allow your computer to go to sleep. And so if you're running any type of tasks or anything like that, you can crank on this app. It's free. Get it from the app store. Uh, you can crank that app on and it'll keep it running. So if you're exporting a film, if you're doing anything with photography and Lightroom and you know, you're working on like these long exports, you can just turn amphetamine on and it won't let your hard drive sleep. So you don't need to worry about your computer turning off while you're doing stuff like just happened to me. So if you take that point and call method and you apply it to your habits, you will probably see a better result because you have things written out in front of you. You've, you know, been talking to yourself about it, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you map that out? Well, if you take a simple sentence, like I will blank behavior at 
blank time in blank location. Okay, so I will meditate for one minute at 7 a.m. in my kitchen, or I will exercise for one hour at 5 p.m. at the gym. If you physically write those out, statistically, you will be more likely to do them. As weird as that sounds, it just seems to make it more real to people when they've said it or when they haven't. It's like uh, smoking. When you have two types of people, if you were, let's say that uh, a friend of yours is a smoker and they come up to you and they ask you for a cigarette, you have one type of person that's going to say, oh, I'm trying to quit. And then you have another person that says, I don't smoke. Both of them could be at the same exact spot to where they quit smoking yesterday. One is going to be more successful than the other because one has already made a determination in their mind that they don't smoke. Another one is still in the phase of, oh, I'm trying to quit. And you want to be the latter. What about the one that says, oh, my wife is going to leave me. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact. That's what Brittany said to me. I used to be a smoker. We weren't married, though. That is true. But she did threaten to leave me. That was fun. Uh, so let, let's talk about habit stacking. Okay. So once, once you've established like, okay, I'm going to go to the, uh, you know, I will go to the, let's say that for us, um, it's, I will go to the gym at 5 PM. Well, you've established a good habit. The issue is, is that consistency compounds. So remember that like positive compounding that we were talking about? Well, habit forming compounds too, once you start to stack them together. So think of it as, uh, after whatever habit I will do a new habit. So let's just say, rather than saying I will meditate at 7am, you say that after I work out at 7am, I will meditate for 15 minutes. I wonder if anybody just heard my stomach growling right there. That was wicked loud. Uh, So you you see how you start to add these together. So I will do X after I have done X. So you've established a couple of habits, but now you start to stack them together. And what you notice is when you start to complete those activities, you feel better about yourself. The reason being is I I want to say it it probably causes a dopamine release because you, you get some kind of, um, uh, after your response, you get a, you get a mental reward for it. You feel, you know, same, same exact concept applies. If you get a new job and you put together your hundred day plan, um, which we can talk about that later, but the, um, you know, it just, it triggers some, some things in, in your head that is just, it becomes addicting. So Brittany wants to say something, they move out of the way of the microphone. Well, I just feel like it's a sense of satisfaction and for, me personally, I kind of like to go back to the workout. I like, ideally, I would like to start my day with a shower, just wake up, shower, get ready. But my reward for working out is that I get to take a shower. And then I, at that point, I feel like my day starts. And if I don't do it, I don't beat myself up, but I feel like my day is thrown off completely. So, I mean, in that kind of way, I stack 
my good habits. Yeah. And I mean, and how often do you do that? At least four days a week. If I'm being honest. That's a week. Anywho. Uh, no, we, uh, it, it getting, getting into to habit forming and establishing good habits and that kind of stuff is it's a, it's a very, very good thing. You know, if you want to be financially successful, you need to have good financial habits. If you want to, you know, I personally believe if you want to live like a healthy, you know, active life, you need to have healthy, active habits. So whatever those look like for you, I would highly recommend that you kind of map them out. And, um, you know, the reason why so many, New Year's resolutions fail is because people just simply say, I'm going to go to the gym or I want to work out more. And they don't establish anything behind it. They don't say something like, I'm going to go to the gym every day at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. And then they execute it. That's the other thing. Like, that's a big thing in the military. Like, we have these, a lot of things like this, like what I'm describing right now with like habit forming and that kind of stuff is just simply discipline equals freedom. Um, and then once, once you get to the, once you get the discipline down, you know, the expression is execute, execute, execute. That's the, that's the three words that you say before you breach. And the, uh, that, that like mentality execute, execute, execute is just something that has always resonated with me. Like that's what, that's what you do before, before shit hits the fan. <laughs> so. Yeah. I also think that just in general, people need to set realistic expectations. Like if you're going to say, oh, I need to get up and work out at five o'clock every morning, but you're not an early morning person and you know that you're going to fail right off the jump. Like why does it need to be five o'clock AM? It's not setting you up for success if you would never do that in any other situation in your life. But also like you, you have to set yourself up for success in a way that you don't have huge barriers that you have to overcome to reach these goals. We're in a unique position in that we've never paid for a gym membership for one day in the 12 years that we've been together. And we've worked out, a, I can't even tell you how many days. It's every, every week for those 12 years. However, um, we have a gym you would, in our you would basement. think that I would be skinnier from what she just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like we have set ourselves up in a way that had we had a gym membership, we would be thousands of dollars invested in it. But instead, I feel like a thousand dollars maybe right off the jump is all that it's really cost us to set up a space. And it's not a huge space. It's our gym. We have you know, a, a rubber floor and all the equipment that we need. And we've used the same stuff and maybe added a few things here or there and had memberships to, I don't know, beach body on demand. But like that has set us up for success. During the pandemic, it was successful for us because while everybody else was saying, I can't get outside, I can't go to the gym, um, we didn't have that excuse and we didn't get to use it either. So that was a different accountability that has just kind of set us up in a different way. And obviously not everybody is going to have gym space, but 
get outside and run or whatever that looks like for you. But you have to be realistic and set yourself up for success in that way. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't. And now, back to the show. Yeah, I think that's a good segue into uh, starting to create smart goals because now, now that you have some habits, now that you know kind of what you're looking for and what you feel that you need to do better and that kind of stuff. When you are setting goals, you need to make them specific to you. And I'm going to go through uh, our goals for 2023. I'm going to use those as the example. And those are specific to us. Like, I don't think that you should be listening to our goals or listening to anyone else's goals and being like, Oh yeah, you know, like I should shoot 18 weddings too. No, you should shoot the amount of weddings or work the amount of weddings or do the things that are specific to you. So how, how did we create our goals? Well, we went off site. And what I mean by off site is we literally, uh, cruised over to a local coffee shop and we, uh, sat down for like an hour, two hours. And I'm trying to, of course, I don't have them pulled up in front of me again. You'd think I'd be mildly prepared for what we were doing. Um, we cruised over to a local coffee shop. We sat down for maybe two hours, had brunch, had a couple cups of coffee, and then just literally started brainstorming what we wanted to do. And these were a blend of personal, professional, uh, they were just, they were written in shorthand on a, the note app inside of my tablet. So nothing crazy. There was no like formal meeting. There was no, it was just me and Brit sitting down for just a little while and then just starting to break out, uh, our goals in general. And what did those look like? They were things like, uh, do work to the side of the house and fix our chimney. 
get Piper into a full-time preschool. Uh, about, uh, you know, let's get, get us another second shooter. Uh, I want to become a better editor when it comes to films. Britt wants to do some lifestyle and family photography work. Uh, Brittany wanted to do what well, she wants to develop more as a videographer. Uh, we want to intend a gate engage Boca Raton. You know, we had a list of, uh, there's probably 20, I'd say just kind of glancing at this, there's probably 20, 25 goals that we just started breaking out, uh, work on our website, redesign, create a new logo. Uh, Britt wanted to make a hard pod podcast recording schedule. So we're not recording, you know, these random times throughout the day, stuff like that. I mean, we just, we just started firing things out and then we just had this loose list. And what we did is once we had that list, I sat down and started running through them and created what was called a smart goal. And we have a podcast about this. I think it's probably back in like the fifties, um, where I talk about smart goals, but I'm going to, I'm going to kind of reiterate it here. So smart is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And why you create a smart goal is if you just listen to it, like it's, it's not, it's not a goal of, I want to go to the gym or I want to shoot more weddings. The goal for us is, uh, we need to have 18 total weddings booked for the year 2023. Is that specific? Yes. Is it measurable? Yeah. 18. Is it realistic or is it achievable? Should be. Is it realistic? Yes. Doing 18 weddings a year shouldn't be too hard. And is it timely? Yeah. We set a one year, uh, yeah, time frame to it. So, uh, when, you know, one of the other goals was I said, I wanted to do more corporate work. Well, that was literally it. I just wrote, I want to do more corporate work. Well, I translated that over to transition to roughly 20% corporate work amounting to 20% or $20,000 a year in annual revenue. Is that specific? Yes. Uh, is it measurable? Yeah. 20% of all of our work and $20,000 a year in revenue. Is it achievable? It should be. I don't think that, you know, that's probably five to six corporate jobs. Maybe I think, um, is it realistic? I believe so. And is it timely? Yeah. Like that's, that's what, that's what we're targeting for the year. It's not like it's set out over a 10 or 15 year period. That's just an annual requirement. So that's how I start to sit down and convert these like shorthand things. Um, like when Brittany said that she wants to develop more in wedding videography. Well, I wrote out Brit to take at least one in-person videography course, like vision quest, uh, venture workshop, you know, something like that. Like I want to send her, send her out into the world, like a beautiful little monarch butterfly that just came out and she's flying away. No, I, so that, you know, that's how I wrote that out so that, you know, she, she said that she wanted to develop more. And that's kind of how we, that I broke out all of our smart goals. So it's nothing wild. It's nothing crazy. Um, I think that one thing that you have to do and one thing that you have to understand is a lot of the numbers of your own business. And when it comes to, to creating these goals and like mapping out things that you need to do, 
you need to have a pretty solid understanding of what's going on with your own company. You know, we use this Excel spreadsheet. It maps out all of our expenses for the entire year and it's broken down by month. You know, it's down to that's $7 a month that I pay for Libsyn podcast hosting, uh, all the way up to, you know, the engage Boca Raton, um, fee, you know what I mean? That what's, what's the term? ticket cost, whatever that is. The, um, I have everything broken down and I try to get as granular as possible. So when I, I literally look at that number at the end of the year, And I divide that by what our average wedding price is. And I'm like, okay, that's how many weddings we need to shoot to meet everything that we had kind of broken out. So for us, uh, I I think our our total was like 65K is what we were looking at. Uh, So, you know, we need to shoot 10 weddings. Like that's, that's what that boils down to. But I have my targets set at 18. And you're probably like, why do you have that? Well, that 65 K is not accounting for things like taxes and stuff like that. So I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try to get the author of profit first on the podcast, to be honest with you, because I, I think that that's a fascinating uh, system. And if you just loosely do profit first, just real quick, you need to have about 15% of your annual revenue and reserves for taxes. So we need to make about 75 grand and you take 15% right off the top that goes to the tax man. And then the rest of it would pay for everything that we had broken out. So, um, that's just kind of how, like we, I know what we need to make. I know what we need to shoot. And I'm not simply saying I want to shoot as many weddings as I can. Like if somebody asks you how many weddings that you need to do, you know, in 2023, you should know it shouldn't be, you know, well, I'm just going to try to do 50, because one, that's going to be really tough. And two, um, you know, that's when burnout comes in and that kind of stuff. So I want to shoot as many weddings as I need to pay my bills, maybe have a nice vacation and then just live our normal life. Like I, I also, I'm not in the, I, I, I don't know if it's Tony Robbins. I don't know who talks about it, but I'm also not in the camp of eating top ramen for the next 10 years either to save $12. I seen a really funny, um, it, like somebody left a comment somewhere and was like, if you spend like $8 a day each month on a latte at Starbucks, like they did the math or whatever. And they're like, it comes out to like $3,000 a year in coffee. And they were like, a down payment on a house is like $75,000. You're nowhere fucking close to it. So just splurge on the coffee. And I was like, that's that's actually really true. And that's kind of the way that I think. Like I, uh, you know, it's just, I want to live my life. I, I don't want to, you know, eat a tablespoon of peanut butter for lunch. <laughs> so like, that's... Well, some, some people that talk about finances and that kind of stuff is they're, they're like, oh, you should hoard everything to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I also think that you should live a comfortable life. Like, I don't think that you should be, you know, starving yourself. So what, oh. hence where the realistic expectations. Yeah. And hence why I haven't lost any weight from working out from 12 years. <laughs> so <laughs> It's all about balance. Yep. There you go. There you go. 
I'm like, oh, if I do a hundred pushups a day, I can eat these three pieces of cake. So, <laughs> all right. So you, you got your goals broken out. You got everything broken out. You're sitting there. You're ready to go. What's next? Well, at the very beginning of this podcast, I read our 2023 vision statement. And if you notice that vision statement, if you can remember way back then, it's been about half an hour. Um, if you remember, it had those goals that I was just talking about. It has everything broken out into a narrative. So it's just like what I was talking about with the habits. I will X by X, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same exact concept. We have everything broken out into a narrative form that's just easily digestible. The goal would be to read that once a quarter uh, just to make sure that you're on track, just to keep you kind of aligned with what I like to call your true north. And if you have an office, if you have a desk space, stuff like that, I'd recommend just print it, print it and hang it up on your wall, put it on your whiteboard, put it somewhere where you see it every day. When I was in nuclear, we had these things called business excellence plans. We had a scorecard and I'd print mine every month and hang it on the interior and the exterior of my door. So if my office door was shut and somebody came up to get me, they would see like exactly where the security department stood, what goals were being met, what goals weren't, et cetera, et cetera. So keep that in front of you. That way you're constantly seeing it. So you're always like, oh yeah, you know, I'm supposed to do this or this is what I'm working towards or look at what I've done because then that triggers that same positive compounding um, satisfaction is what Brittany just said, but she keeps talking without the microphone. So... (laughs) I was just trying to say it so that you heard it. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You're just an amazing, beautiful (laughs) co-host. I do my best. (laughs) Uh, So that vision statement is important. It's nothing fancy. It's like a paragraph. And it's really just bulleted out of what you were already doing. So that's, that's why I highly encourage you to put that vision statement together because it just, it gives you a one singular spot to where you can glance up and either say, I'm on track, I'm off track. I've done this well. I haven't done this well. And then you can kind of check and adjust to make sure that you get there. And the reason why we're doing all this stuff right now is because it's January and now is when you should be setting out all this stuff. That way it gives you the whole year to be working on it rather than starting it in December and being like, oh shit, I didn't meet one of my goals. So what was the expression in Van Wilder? What does he say? If you never set any goals, you'll never be disappointed. <laughs> or go that route. <laughs> All right. So we've got a vision statement laid out. You base it off of your smart goals. Um, now, how do, how do you actually execute this stuff? So where does the execute, execute, execute come in? What I did and what I would recommend you do is I took all of our goals, all 20 to 30 of them, And I broke them down by quarter. And now mind you, I'm using a Google doc. I'm not using some fancy thing. I just have our goals listed out. They're really rudimentary. They're in smart format. And then I have four sections, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And then I copied each goal and pasted it underneath uh, where I thought that goal should be. Now, if you look at 
Q1. Book 14 weddings, two in January, six in February, and six in March. Well, that brings us up to 14, and that gives us our 18 that we need for the year. It would be best to book those in Q1. That way you have everything kind of mapped out for the rest of the year when it comes to your weddings. Um, you know, I'd stuff like create biweekly touch points to foster our existing relationships. Uh, Britt making her hard podcast recording schedule, uh, you know, working on things to improve my editing process to become a better editor. Like that's all sitting in Q1. So Q1 is obviously January, February, March. And now I know that in the months of January, February, March, like these are the things that we should be focused on. These are the things that I need to be knocking out. And I have those broken down by quarter um, so that I can kind of see where it's at. You know, we have things broken out in Q2, like evaluate and hire at least one second shooter. Uh, I have an action to learn how to use the Hasselblad camera that I got from my dad when he passed away. Uh, Get Logan into summer camp and get a membership to the local YMCA. See, like we blended our personal and professional goals together. Um, By Q3, I want Britt to have shadowed at least one family lifestyle photographer. Uh, You know, it's something that Brittany is interested in doing, is doing like family family photos, that kind of stuff. And then Britt to have taken at least one in-person videography course. Like there's that like vision quest or venture. Like there's that goal and sitting in Q3. Uh, Q4 is attend, engage Boca Raton because it's in December. Um, you know, complete our web design or web website redesign and new logo, like all. So everything that we have is broken out by quarter so that I can easily look at it and be like, okay, like I need to be working on these four things, these five things, these two things, these, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It just makes it easier to track. I didn't change the goal. I didn't change the smart goal. I just organized it into what kind of made sense for me personally. So it wasn't anything that's based on um, anybody else's goals. It's not things that I, you know, I didn't say get Logan into summer camp in Q4. That doesn't make any sense because it's past summer. Like I just, you know, just, I just looked at things and said, okay, well this fits here. This fits here. This is when I realistically think I can work on these, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'll go back and look at these like once a month and just kind of glance at them to see like where we're at. We'll see our vision statement. I know where these things last in each quarter and it'll give us like a good baseline and a good stepping off point on where and what, you know, we should be working on and what we should be doing throughout the year. And that gives us this systematic and rigorous approach to continuous improvement. Because none of these goals match pretty much any of the goals from last year. Like every year we set out new goals and we're trying to set new benchmarks and we're trying to do things that are going to push our business and our personal lives to be more, you know, happy, fulfilled, and successful. Amen. I don't even know if they heard that. So I, the podcast mic that I have is a sure like MB seven and, um, unbelievably like good mic. Like it only picks up my voice when I'm like right in front of it. So that's why I sound so, so bassy in real life. I sound like a 12 year old boy. (laughs) No. So 
yeah, I mean, I, y- you need to sit down. You need to ma- map out what 2023 looks like. You need to establish some good habits. You need to change your mentality and change that lifestyle behind it. That's what will establish the good habit. You need to break out your goals, turn them into smart goals, get them into a vision statement, and then break them out into each quarter and then work towards successfully completing those goals. And you will notice leaps and bounds improvements in the things that you're doing. Would you like to say something? No, I think at the end of the day, it's just about being realistic though, too. You want to set yourself up for success, not make it obviously too easy, but give yourself some, some maybe easy goals so that you have that satisfaction as well of just, oh, I get to mark this off. I get to mark this off. It's not meant to be unattainable. Yeah. So when I was talking about that hundred day plan, when you start a new job, the, um, the first, like first week. Well, it's first day, first week, first two weeks, first month. Uh, Those like first day, first week, first two weeks, you always select goals that are very easy to do. Like finish your training, um, introduce yourself to everybody, map out your goal plan, you know, do your hundred day plan, yada, yada, yada. Because you get a lot of quick wins right off the bat that make you feel good. And it starts to compound. It starts to push you to finish the rest of the goals that you start to, to push out. So. Yeah, I mean you always you always want to have goals that are just real quick easy hitters because they feel good and then you always want to have stretch goals too. But also they need to be stretch goals to where you know that if you don't meet it it was a stretch goal. Like it was it's okay not to meet that. Like we had our stretch goal last year was to attend uh Engage Dove Mountain. So that was two engages in one year. That was a stretch goal. Um so if we wouldn't have went, it wouldn't have been the, yeah, I wouldn't have been like, oh, we didn't hit that goal. No, that that's a stretch goal. That's just something extra that we put on there just to, you know, if we can do it, awesome. If we can't, okay, you know, we, we want to, but we got to be realistic about it too. But it's okay to have some some stretch goals in there. Just make sure that you have them noted as stretch goals. Anything else you want to add? I think we've been going for like 45 minutes. Nope. Good <clears throat> luck setting your goals. and. Uh... Check in with us and hold us accountable to ours too. Yeah. Yeah. I think having the uh, accountability partners is a real big deal. But that, that helps a lot. So with that being said, if you're a wedding videographer, don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videographer for Beginners, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we are still offering mentoring, so please feel free to reach out for that. Uh, We hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and we'll see everyone in two weeks. Good luck with your goal planning. And like Britt said, uh, keep us up to date. Let us know what you're up to and how things are going with it. All right, out. Bye. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.